Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 is where we'll be. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to look at the first eight verses of that. Before we do, though, let's join together for prayer and ask God to bless us. Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we praise You and thank You so much for this opportunity that You've given us to come into Your house, to worship You, to exalt You, to glorify You. Lord, we pray that You would now allow us to put aside all the things of this world. Lord, that You'd help us to to think solely of You. And Lord, that You would open our ears to Your voice. Lord, that we might uh, receive instruction and direction and guidance from Your Holy Word. And so, Lord, that we might have greater fellowship with You, live and walk in Your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Most of you are not familiar with a fellow by the name of Henry Swyack. Henry Swyack was an individual that uh, died 18 years ago uh, on September the 11th, but he was not one of the thousands of people who died as a result of a terrorist attack. Instead, Henry was... uh, supposed to have gone to work, but because of the attack on the World Trade Centers, uh, he did not, uh, his business was closed, and uh, so he went down to the uh, local job agency office to try and find some temporary work for that day, and he he got a job uh, for $10 an hour sweeping out uh, a grocery store, and so Henry, uh, despite uh, getting instructions and a map from his landlady, uh, when Henry got off of the uh, subway, he went the wrong direction. He went uh, the direction away from uh, the job instead of towards the job. And as a result, he went down a blind alley that uh, in a neighborhood in an area where there were people that were not uh, so friendly. And uh, Henry uh, Swag, uh, as a result of that encounter with those individuals, uh, was murdered that day. His uh, case goes unsolved to this day. Uh, not, no one knows uh, who killed Henry Swag, and he uh, uh, his case is cold, and and they they have no clue as to who committed that crime. He is just another example of the fact that when uh, we make a turn in life, sometimes we, if we're not following God's direction and guidance in our life, we can make the wrong turn. And Henry Swag made the wrong turn and it resulted in his death. It's my hope and prayer that uh, through these series, uh, this series of sermons of, of understanding the uh, significance of making the right turns in life, that you will make the right turn in your life as well. We uh, looked at making the right turn and living right. 
We looked at uh, making the right turn in terms of dying right. Today we're going to uh, look at the last sermon in this series of, of living eternally right. And so we're going to look at this passage of Scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 1 through 8. <clears throat> is our passage of Scripture. But before we get there, uh, this is a question of, uh, that has plagued man for, uh, for uh, seemingly all, all of human history. And that is, after this life, will man live again? Will we, do we have life after we live on this earth and we die on this earth? All of us understand and know <coughs> that should the Lord tarry, we'll all have it. We all have a date in which we are born. We celebrate that day. We celebrate our birthday, and we all have a day that we'll die. We don't all celebrate that day because, well, maybe some people celebrate when certain people die, but um, <clears throat> we don't celebrate uh, when we die. Uh, and sometimes we should. You know, we ought to. If, if you're a child of God and you have Jesus Christ living in your life, uh, we ought to not just simply uh, 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 mourn the loss of that individual, but we also, also ought to celebrate the fact that that person has, has moved on from this world into life everlasting with the Father. And we're going to look at that. Job, uh, in fact... In Job fourteen fourteen, asked this very question: uh, If a man should die, uh, will he live again? And so uh, that has been something that has plagued us uh, throughout human history. And Job is one of the oldest books in the Bible; is considered to be the oldest. But let's look at at Second uh, Corinthians chapter five, verses one through eight. It says, "For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God." house not made with hands eternal in the heavens for in this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven and if so be that uh, being clothed we shall not be found naked for we that are in this tabernacle do groan being burdened not for that which would be unclothed but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we always, uh, always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So this is a message from Paul to the church at Corinth. It's his second letter to the church at Corinth. And uh, during this book of 2 Corinthians, it's, a, it's actually a letter that Paul sent. Uh, he has spent time trying to help uh, this, uh, the people of this church to, to understand uh, his teachings in the right way. See, the problem was is that 
there were people that were coming behind Paul that were undoing and causing trouble and difficulty and struggles. And, and Paul had to defend himself. He had to defend who he was and, and the fact that he had the right to teach what he was teaching to those people. Uh, there was a rise of what Paul described as super apostles that were coming in and saying, well, you need to follow us and you need to do what we say because we actually saw Jesus, we actually uh, followed after Jesus, and we were uh, apostles that actually saw Jesus. And Paul said, look, I, I shouldn't have to defend myself that I am apostle of Jesus Christ. He said, I was called specifically uh, on the road to Damascus, and, and uh, Jesus spoke to me personally, but he said, but if I have to qualify my uh, uh Self and and Paul said, I'll, I'll boast. He says that he he's he didn't want to have to boast about. He saw the uh, telling them about the things that he had done uh, as boasting. Uh, he said, while these pe- uh, people might have seen Jesus, he said, I have suffered for Jesus. I, he says, I've been uh, three times shipwrecked. He says, I've been beaten. I've been uh, put in jail. He, he's he's currently in jail. Uh, as he's writing this book. And so uh, Paul is is trying to help them to understand that uh, they need to listen to him. And so Paul says in chapter 5 that we are longing for an opportunity to be with Christ. He says, For we know that if we are not, uh, that if our earthly house of this tabernacle dissolves, we have a building of God and a house made of not uh, made with hands eternal in the heavens. He says in, in some translation it says uh, we have a house that we live in. It's a tent. It's an earthly tent. He he most likely was looking at all the tents. That he Paul was a tent maker, and uh, everyone lived in a tent. Uh, primarily as they went through the wilderness and a lot of people still lived the nomadic life and lived within tents. And, and Paul said, look, um, we live in a house that is of the flesh that is temporal. It is something that is temporary. It is something that uh, is not eternal. And he says, but, the, but we have a home that is eternal, that is made by God Himself and that God has created this home. And he says, if we're not in this earthly tent, if we're not present on this world, if we're not here in this world, then we need to understand that we're going to be someplace. And it's my hope and prayer that you have Jesus Christ in your heart and life. And, and Paul's saying, if you are a child of God, if you have Christ living within you, if you've made the right choice in life to follow after Jesus, then and if you've died right, then you will live eternally right. You'll live eternally in the presence of God. He says in verse 2, For this, is, uh, for this we groan earnestly desiring to be clothed upon which our house which is from heaven. Now, uh, a lot of times when you read that passage of Scripture, you, you tend to think that, that what they're saying here is, is that while we're going through this life, we, we groan and moan and complain. And boy, don't you know, a lot of people, especially church people, seem to love to enjoy groaning and complaining and moaning. Look at, uh, look at the children of Israel for uh, 40 years as they were going through the wilderness. 
They were groaning and complaining and moaning. They didn't have to buy new clothes. They didn't have to buy uh, new shoes. They didn't have to buy food. God provided everything for them. And God uh, delivered them from his, their enemies everywhere they went. I would love it if, if we never had to buy new clothes. We had never had to buy new shoes. Uh, never had to worry about, uh, well, what's for dinner? Well, you know, it's manna. Uh, it's, uh, it's the same thing we had yesterday. It's the same thing we had the day before. What are we going to have today? Manna. What are we going to have tomorrow? Manna. You know, I'd love that. You know, if we, if we had a way where we could just uh, uh, not have to worry about all those issues and things. But uh, this groaning that is mentioned here by Paul is not a groaning and complaining like that. But instead it's a groaning that is related to uh, the expectancy of what is coming. It is, uh, it is uh, a, a groaning that is related to a desire to be with God, a desire to be with Him. Uh, it, it's similar to the, 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 the passage of Scripture where uh, Jesus is describing uh, the kingdom of heaven and He says that all the earth is groans into anticipation for the day in which uh, the kingdom of God will be established and, and, uh, and everything will be right with God. That's the kind of groaning. This is a groaning or earnestly hoping and desiring to have that relationship with God, that, that final uh, barrier between us and God removed and we're finally in His presence. A lot of us tend to, to have this attitude of, uh, of dreading the end of life, dreading moving on from this world to the next. Uh, and Paul says we ought to be in anticipation. It is something that we ought to yearn for. And of course, Paul is, is thinking about his own mortality as he's sitting in prison and, and determining whether or not he's going to uh, be able to be uh, reunited with those and, and continue the work of God or, or if he's going to lose his life. And he says uh, we ought to desire to be in the presence of God. He says... Um, for this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. And what he's talking about here is, is he's talking about the fact that when we leave this world, we're going to shed the, uh, the mortality of this world. We'll shed the... Uh, Paul talks about it in Ephesians like a coat, an old cloth. He says our old self is like uh, a... A garment that is worn out and useless anymore, and so we shed that and we put on a new coat, a new uh, garments, new. Uh, and he's talking about the life in Christ, but here he's talking about it in a very similar way. He's saying that when we leave this world, we're going to shed uh, our earthly dwelling, and we're going to be given an opportunity to be uh, uh, to have a dwelling with God. And it is a new dwelling in which He has created for us. It's not one that we've made with ourselves, but it's one that God has created. And He says, "If so, being uh, if so, if so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are uh, in His tabernacle do groan, being burdened." Not for that we sh uh, would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. He's saying, look, um, 
when we leave this world, we're not going to just simply be without a, a, uh, an existence. And there's a lot of people in this world uh, throughout this day that they tend to want to uh, believe that once you die from this world, that's it. Nothing else. Uh, you're uh, there. They believe that once you die, on the, you've got one trip through life, uh, and that's it. Once you die, there's nothing else. You just uh, become dust, and there's nothing else. And Paul is saying, no. Uh, once we leave this world, we shed this earthly mortality, this earthly tent that we are living in, and we are not naked in that he's saying it's not that we don't go anywhere at all. He says instead we're clothed in a existence with God that we have take on this new earth uh, new heavenly dwelling with God. Now he says in verse five, now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing in God, who also hath given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. Paul says, he turns it around. He says, you know, most of the time we, we hear people talk about how, you know, people at the end of life we're hanging on to life we're hanging on we want to keep stay in this life we want to stay here <coughs> and a lot of times it's it's related to really not wanting to leave loved ones and paul says instead we ought to uh, he goes back to that uh, uh that groaning for being in the presence of God. He says, we're always confident knowing that while we are here, we are absent from the Lord. He says, while we're here, it's, we ought to be yearning to be there because uh, rather than yearning to stay here because when we're not here, we're with God. We're in His presence. We're in his dwelling that he has prepared for us. He says we ought to have a desire and a yearning and a and a, uh, a, a a desire to be with God, with everything in us. He says, "For we walk by faith." Chapter uh, verse seven, not by sight. This is something we have to accept by faith. He says. But we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Paul says, with everything in my being, with everything that I have, I yearn to be with God and I look forward to that day when I can spend eternity with Him. And the real question is, is how are you living your life today? Are you yearning to be in that dwelling with God? Are you yearning to be in His presence? Are you, everything that you're doing in this life is building for that moment when you will be face to face with Him. Everything that you do here today is a prelude to being with God. As a child of God, as a Christian, everything that you're doing now is really just simply the preamble to the eternity that you'll spend with God. So how are you preparing? Are you simply just hanging on to the things of this world and things of life to the point where you 
aren't spending any time uh, with God. I think Paul here is is encouraging uh, the readers in the church at Corinth and us today to spend our time devoted to to getting closer to God, devoted to to understanding uh, His love for us and understanding His desire for us, and doing everything we can to and uh, to. Uh, put His Word into our life and to make His desire, His uh, uh, traits, His at, the attributes of the Holy Spirit to be a part of us and to take on the character of Jesus Christ. Because once you leave this world, you're not going to be here. As a child of God, you're going to be in His presence. And so we need to, uh, to focus on what it... If we're going to be in the presence of God... We're going to spend an eternity singing songs and praises to God. We'll, the Bible tells us that we'll spend an eternity of fellowship with God and with one another. And so we need to focus on uh, becoming more like Christ, being uh, uh, as much like Christ as we can and, and allowing His Word to infuse within us and, and studying His Word to the best, best of our ability, allowing God and His character to, to become a part of our life and, and making sure that we share with others that there is an end that's coming and that our life uh, is, is not, our home is not here. There's a song that, that uh, is an old hymn that says, uh, 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 this world is not my home, I'm just passing through. That's what Paul's saying. This is not our home. It's just temporary. We're just passing through. It's kind of like when uh, Robin and I got married, we packed up everything that we had, which wasn't a whole lot, and we moved out to Texas so I could go to seminary and she could go to college. And and we moved out there and we uh, went to the seminary housing that uh, we had signed up for and of course we had never been out there before at Texas is so far away from North Carolina and so we had uh, had never been there never visited We I just trusted that everything was going to be alright and we got there and uh, of course we got there during the middle of summer so that I could get a job she could get a job we could get settled before we had to start with classes and everything and so uh, we get there in the middle of the summer, and, and of course we left. It's an 18-hour drive from North Carolina to Texas. Thereabouts, 18 hours. And um, so we left, and, and when we got to Texas, uh, it was late in the evening, and we had to call somebody to let us in, and we opened the door, and somebody left a bag of trash right in the middle of the apartment. And so when we turned on the light, shoo, the floor moved. All these insects and, and all kinds of things that were having a good old time at the picnic in the, in the middle of the floor, they just scattered. And uh, I kept telling myself, it's only temporary. It's only temporary. And we looked and it had that old shag carpet that was from the 70s and uh, looked like uh, uh, somebody... I mean, it was that old burnt yellow color, orangish yellow color, and shag carpeting. Table had uh, was okay, but the chairs that had four different kinds of chairs sitting around it, they were all table chairs. So the problem is, is they weren't from the same set. 
and we looked at the couch and it looked like somebody had picked it up off the side of the road and put it in the apartment. And the bed looked like it had been in somebody's attic for the last 30 years. It's just covered in dust and everything. And uh, Robin and I said, well, it's just temporary, but we don't want to live here. <laughs> And, and that's just the thing. Uh, when you move into an apartment, you know it's just temporary. It's not going to be permanent. And you don't mind some of the inconveniences, but some you do. But uh, 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 this world is just temporary. For some of us, it's just a short while. For others, it's 80, 90 years. Some even over 100 years but it's just temporary in terms of all of eternity. When we get to be with God in heaven, it'll be our permanent home. One that we haven't made, but that He has made for us. And He has created for us to dwell in that dwelling for all eternity so that we can be in His presence. And that's our goal. That's our our desire. That's our hope is that that we can hold on and, and live through the inconveniences of this world so that we're one day in His presence and we're at the feet of Jesus and we're worshiping Him and thanking Him for all He has done for us. That we're exalting God and praising Him. Paul says, we have a home. There is something after this world and it's an eternity with God if we follow His desire and we allow Jesus to be the Lord of our life. Let's pray. Dear Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank You so much for Your love. We thank You for the blessings that You've given us. (coughs) We thank You for Your Holy Word, how You've shared with us Your desire that we would spend all of eternity with You. Lord, help us to prepare our heart. Lord, help us to follow in Your way. Lord, help us to go and share with others that they might have a home in all eternity with You as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.